Hey, how you doing? On our play for this week, we got crazy trailers for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Marvel Spider-Man 2 in this week's PlayStation State of Play. Nintendo gives us a subtle clue on when to expect Switch 2 announcement in their latest Nintendo Direct. Mm. The Magic FPS Immortals of Avrium Studio lays off almost half of its staff. It's terrible. Unity is getting rigged over the coals over a very business-first move. They, they really messed up on this one. And then, Boulder's Gate 3, guys, it's changed my RPG life, and I'll have more to talk about that. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 36 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy a.k.a. the man with the persuasion and deception. My character's name is Cora in, in, in um, Boulder's Gate 3. It's a funny thing about that. I named her Cora, and then probably maybe like five hours of playing, I was like, oh, Cora from like Avatar. I did not make that connection in my head at all. I just, the name popped in my head. And I was like, I want to do this. That's going to be my character. And that was it. I'm joined by sean mf ross what does the mf stand for i am altering the deal pray oh i don't alter it any further <laughs> wait where is that from i know where that's from uh that's from star trek yes yes um you could have said starfield you know that would have been appropriate i don't even <laughs> i don't even know if they say it in starfield it, it's from, it's from star wars and i, I was set off just millions <laughs> Are, are all well, we don't have millions of listeners, but all ten of our listeners that are just like, what is he? You're right. I mean, Starfield, Star Trek, Star Wars. You know, they're they're all in Starship space. Troopers. I mean, ah, there you yeah. go. Hey, hey, Man. Starburst, deep space. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, now you know who we are. Press X Star Gamers. I just is a video podcast and condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The best standard time. Hmm. You're listening to the Island Boys. Not those (laughs) Island Boys, but these Island Boys. (laughs) Right? The ones that actually can claim Island. Uh, Don't forget to support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our conversation by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. With that out the way, let us jump into the things that's been happening this week. The gaming news. Number one, as I said earlier, PlayStation gave a state of play. Sean, yeah. what is your current state of PlayStation state of play? My uh, my games that were highlights for me beyond the uh, obvious ones of Spider-Man and Final Fantasy were uh, Baby Steps mm-hmm. and Foam Stars, kind of. I'm interested in that, mm-hmm. but Baby Steps looks solid. Really? Really? Yeah. So, overall, how would you... I, we can talk about that at the end. Okay, yeah. um, my, my big games... I'm in a, I'm in a very, very interesting space, because... Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, you know, I know it's going to be good. It's at the point where my, 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 my hype bar is as filled as it can be. Like, I, I, I can't go any further. 
So like them showing me all this stuff, I'm just like, okay, stop. I don't need I don't, all of this. Yeah. I don't need yeah, exactly. I don't Yeah, right, exactly. Like I already I already know I'm gonna get it. Okay, just just calm down, calm down. And then showing um showing Final Fantasy uh seven rebirth, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. But this also I did not play Final Fantasy Seven. I watched yeah. a lot of Final Fantasy Seven, but most of You talking about back I in the remember, day? Yeah. You yeah, played a remake, friend. Yeah, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is that, like, uh, when I when I first saw the remake, I was like, "Ooh, yeah. this stuff I actually remember from my time watching the game." Yeah, Rebirth. A lot of this stuff, no I idea. have no idea what's going on. Yeah, so like, I remember <clears throat> a lot of the beginning and like some of the end parts. So this trailer was very much so new to me. So I was just like, okay, well, I don't. I know they're making touch points. They're making. They're trying to make like references to this and that. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what any of this means. So I'm excited for that game, but it's not. There's no nostalgia factor for that section of the game to really like wow me. While I'm playing Baldur's Gate three, I'm like, this is the best RPG ever made. Oh my gosh! And then to have to know that I'm gonna have to take a step back and get into like a Final Fantasy RPG and just be like, oh, all right. I'm still gonna enjoy it. Still gonna appreciate it. We're gonna I mean, stuff. Yeah, it's a whole different vibe though. But I get what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let us jump into the trailer that we were just talking about—the Final Fantasy Rebirth trailer. So, as I said, um, well, actually, did did you you play Final Fantasy VII, right? The, the original? Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. So we're, I bought, we're, I both, bought a PlayStation. Uh, you know what? Let me rephrase it. <laughs> I didn't buy a PlayStation. I acquired one, but that was one of the number one games mm-hmm. that I wanted, and I never ended up getting it. Really? Which was is it, also was the whole huh? Was the whole age thing? You couldn't get it because of the whole age thing? Oh no, 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 no! I was in rated R movies when I was like seven and eight, man. Guy, it's just I just never happened to cross it. Yeah, Funny okay, enough, okay. now though, I have a copy in the garage, and I have nothing to play it on. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also I love, uh, uh, acquired that copy. Right. No questions. For me. <laughs> hey, we're not asking questions. Okay, we're not asking questions. <laughs> but yeah, I think this trailer. I think it it's probably one of the prettiest trailers I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the state of play after it showed, so I got to see everything in 4K, and it was just like, oh, this is just it's it's beautiful to watch. Again, don't really know what's happening here. You got Chocobo climbing the side of a cliff. That looks fun. You got some overall scoring. Cloud on a Segway. That looks cool as well. Yeah, that looks... Um, but... Oh, wait. I am looking at the wrong thing. But yeah. Um, it it looks cool. I just... Again, like, you know, these things don't resonate with me in a way that it did the remake. So... It's yeah. going to be a learning experience. But overall, I think this is a cool trailer. Um, I'm wondering how much of this is. Uh, I, I know some of it is filler slash expanded upon, but I wonder how much mm-hmm. of the story is altered because they're trying to like, all right, they got a uh, cloud and Sephiroth fighting back to back right there. Like, yeah, like you say, I don't have a frame of reference, but I do know for the remake that they uh, altered some story points to not. Tell it as a one for one retelling of Final Fantasy Seven. So exactly, 
So as, as from, a new fan, we don't know what we're missing out on. Yeah. So from what I've heard is that they're going to be following some of the same story beats. Um, of course. Yeah. There, there's going to be a, uh, I think one or two uh, new summons in it. Um, you can have characters like Vince, uh, Kate Six, uh, the other the, the staple characters that we know. Like they're mm-hmm. they're going to be returning for sure. Um, the other clue that the devs gave us was that this is actually going to stop. Um, it's going to stop at the part. And oh, the know, part. Yeah, yeah, right. The I, don't, part. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so basically, the part is oh. in the old Final Fantasy game. Okay, no, no, I get you. I get you. I get kills you. Yeah, yeah, no. What Dumbledore? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the the question is: Are they going to follow through with that, or are they going to change it up? Uh, people were kind of speculating that oh, they actually might put Tifa in that situation because of how uh, Cloud and Tifa's relationship was kind of going in the past i guarantee they're gonna give us like a a scare where we think she's dead and she's gonna like yeah yeah take it off and you know something right right i don't know not yet not yet they're gonna have us edging um (laughs) what i'm curious about is uh so it's a playing trilogy when is the third game gonna come out i know this one didn't even hear yet but uh uh, yeah as i as i just looked up final fantasy remake came out in 2020 uh the intergrade upgrade whatever came out in 2021 this mm-hmm. is four years later mm-hmm. i i really hope we're going to be able to finish the trilogy on ps5 and we're not waiting till ps6 yeah. granted i'm sure it's gonna look bonkers but uh yeah well i, I mean that long. i believe per the whole microsoft activision deal thing microsoft was predicting that the next console uh, the next console generation would happen in like 2028. So if that holds true, then we should still be able to get this game within the PS5 console generation. But you know, that's all words you're saying. I mean, that sounds like they're just happens. gonna. I don't see for as much as Square bitches about games not performing well. I do not see them releasing that the you know the cap end of their trilogy. On the ass end of the PS5 lifespan, you feel me? Well, well, I mean, I mean, they if you well, okay, so they released Final Fantasy 15 on PS4. Well, I guess I get, I just see what you're saying because like the trilogy. 15 came out uh, what 2017, 2016, 2017. 2016, yeah, yeah. PS5 didn't come yeah. out to 2020. Think about it. I mean. That would be so long ago. Anyway, okay. That I yeah, I I would hope that they would release it on this system just so we can have a collection of the three mm-hmm. on one console and not have to worry about the whole like cross all, cross generation stuff. Um the what other uh the, 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 the. so um another thing is that your save file from the past Final Fantasy Seven will not transfer over to the for Final Fantasy VII Remake, won't transfer over to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I, but I of wouldn't course, expect it to. What, yeah, how exactly. would that even work, per se? You start in the game, what, did it just make the monsters level 50 from jump? Like, what, what does that mean exactly? Exactly, exactly. Um, and also, I also think what that is alluding to is that the 
like some of the decision stuff you made in the game mm-hmm. is not going to be reflective in terms of what we're going to be presented with this. But at the same time, we had decisions to make. Yeah, like you could pick like Tifa or Barrett or uh, Aerith to like talk to or something. There's a couple of choices you can make, but like I, they were so minor uh, as you the fact that you're like there were decisions like they were that minor where it's not going to really make a difference in terms of what happened at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake and what, what's going to happen in Rebirth. So I'm, I'm trying to think of like what you could even transfer like you couldn't there aren't outfits or anything, were there? There's not outfits, but I think it's just like the quote unquote the choices you made in terms of like, oh, I'm I'm putting my eggs in the Tifa basket or the yeah. But it's one of those things yeah, where it's like I it was know. nice to have in remake, but they're nah, not the same mass effect, man. Just yeah, you're exactly. with your life. Um and then the other thing is that nah, whatever. They're talking about sales figures, but that's not really that important. So uh the they other sold a lot, but never to their expectations. <laughs> of course. Of course. That's Which the tweet. is so frustrating. Um, so yeah, the other thing that was a big drop was Spider-Man 2, the game that no one has ever seen before ever up until this one trailer, um, to, to drop with this trailer, a lot of, um, a lot of game personalities, journalists got to actually play the game for like three hours or so. And then they were able Mm -hmm. to talk about it. It was embargoed and stuff. So that kind of dropped at the same time as this trailer. And a lot of people are saying that it is just more Spider-Man. So if you really like Spider-Man, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man yeah. and Miles Morales, you're going to love this game. And it's just like, that's kind of what they should have done. They made the city like twice as big. So that's great. They added a bunch of different uh, like open world activities you can do. The wingsuit that we've seen before in the past. All this stuff is making traversal. Wingsuit. Like, now you get to fly around. Yes. With the exaggerated swagger of a black team. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so like it's um the one thing that they that I I heard but not yeah. really a lot of people focused on was that um in the gameplay that people got to experience, mm-hmm. I think it was kind of funny I heard them say that um Peter get the symbiote suit, but you also have Miles with the symbiote suit. I mean, why not? It's a fucking video game. No, I mean, yeah, it's cool, but it's just like, no one's like, hey, Miles gets the symbiote suit at some point, too. Like, what? Uh, I mean... That's awesome. I want to say it happens in the comics. I'm not well-versed, but... uh, He's going to be screaming reparations the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get a symbiote suit. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, Um, this game... What happened? Yeah, no, no, no. Apparently, he has not gotten it yet, but he has been infected by a carnage symbiote. So, I mean, whatever. Oh, in the comics. This, this is an original, yeah. uh, you know, Spider-Man story. They can do what they want. To. He'll get exactly, exactly, sure. exactly. Now, I'm, give, I'm, give it, I'm totally give it to uh, what's her oh, name? Is supposed to, you know, uh, Gwen? No, not Gwen. No, Mary sure. Jane. Yeah, her too. All there of them. Go. Yeah. <laughs> give, it, give it to Doc. Everybody gets a turn. <laughs> Just put the symbiote between everybody. <laughs> but um, one of the big things they uh, promoted is that there's going to be like 65 different outfits. And then a lot of the outfits have different colorways to them. So it's just like colors and colors and colors of different spider men. You can spider spider people. You could be in this hey. game. So I, I wore all of maybe two or three suits in each of the last two games. So sure. Yeah. Man, 
Yeah, I definitely did like find like my like my favorite favorite yeah. kind of cycle between those. Yeah, um, you know, you get upgrade trees, get all that stuff. I, it's it's Spider Man. Like the my only worry is that it doesn't do enough in the variety department to um not be impactful because I know it's insomniac. They're gonna make great games. Like. Mm-hmm. There's no worry about that, but it's just I don't want this to fall in the umbrella of well, it's Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a good Spider-Man game, and they just kind of leave it out like it doesn't get brought up for um, game of the year because it's not doing anything like different, which is the the one thing that everyone hangs their hat on in terms of if it's going to be in the game of the year conversation or not. I mean, so, I would hope that's not the case because I mean. Mm. I mean, yeah, God of War Ragnarok did have you playing as... Let me not spoil it for people that haven't played it. But I mean, it did introduce new things. I don't know... I don't want to spoil things. Yeah, no, I I definitely... like. If if Ragnarok could get nominated for shit, I would hope this can too. I mean, it it was more... You know, more but expanded. Exactly, exactly. My hope is that the... Spider-Man game, like the story is not going to be uh, so prescriptive of a Spider-Man Venom story. And like they're, they're going to make like bold choices and do like different yeah. things that is going to be like, oh, that's a surprise. Like, oh, this is this is crazy. Like Miles has a symbiote suit and he's beating up on cops or like something crazy, you know. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, um, the next game. Oh, actually, I'll just. So the next game is that we're going to talk about is this little, uh, little, little shooter of a game where you get people nice and clean called Foam Star. <laughs> um, Alexa, so this, this is fresh and clean, right? <laughs> so this is actually interesting because when we first saw it, I think we were all in agreement. Like, what is this? This looks. This just looks bad. But I think this second trailer of it looks a little better. Like it, it looks like I didn't think it looked bad. I was oh, just really? like, okay. "Will this be fun?" Per se. Yeah. Um. I, I guess we'll see. But thankfully, they're having an open beta, and maybe it'll be free to play, and they'll sell. Uh, you know, microtransactions because. Yeah, I don't see a community looking at this and be like, "Yeah, I want to pay sixty dollars, seventy dollars for that." So yeah, and I think that's always the 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 fear about like games like this, where it is based off of like a multiplayer mm-hmm. uh, player base, multiplayer player base. So it's just like, are people going to stick through? Like, is it going to is it going to be a thing where they get a pop that first week, that first day, and then it just kind of dies down to like 75, 74 players from mm. then on or whatever. So yeah, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, the open beta, I'm excited to try that and see what it's like. The next game is this one is for Sean. Baby Snaps. <laughs> Come on, no. tell me this don't look interesting. I'm going to tell you this don't look interesting. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I appreciate the weirdness of this because it mm-hmm. is very much so like um, 
the old PlayStation that I really appreciated, where it's like, hey, we're just gonna throw a weird game out there and like the hell is this? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, so I can appreciate it, but like, this is a type of game that like is built to infuriate me. And it's Why? Like, I don't. I just don't want that kind of stress right now. I just don't like. This is supposed to be like the game Quop, and there was another exactly. game similar. It's um, it's made by the same person, I believe. The same developer. Okay. Yeah. So you're literally controlling each limb individually on this game, mm-hmm. and you're trying to mm-hmm. make your way through. At least, you know, in the first little section, they show us walk. You know, the guy walking in mud. Um, this reminds me of like a Dreamcast era game, actually. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, it it does have that like feel. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot to say about this, but I'm I'm very interested in trying this. It just yeah, it scratches an itch. It this looks is like, like one of those perfect game. like let's play games. Yeah, yeah, yes. This is mm-hmm. a perfect streaming game. This is like yes. the quap version of only up. Let's see how far you can get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, great, so, yeah. great suggestion. Yes. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to play this on stream. We're going to play this on live. I'm going to play it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, and then this guy like grapples away, showing his mastery. <laughs> I don't know, movement. <laughs> wait, let's, let's wait for the grapple. Yeah, man. It's just like. There you go. And he's gone. There's a grapple point. Just, just hit the grapple. I'm hit the grapple. You're right. Yeah, just hit the grapple. I'm hit, I'm hit the grapple. <laughs> Fucking grab him, man. Yeah, uh, it was just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I can't. I can't wait to check this out. So the next thing that I put on here because I think this was a complete failing on PlayStation. Uh, overall, I think the showing is pretty good until they got to this point, and I was like, "What? What are they showing?" At first, I was like, "Oh, is this like new DualSense Edge controllers or something?" Oh, just new was, colors. Yeah, I was like, if they're if they're making like controller designs based off these different like uh, like effect techniques, like oh, that'd be really cool. And then you get this, and it's like it's a red, it's a blue, and it's a a silver PlayStation. I'm just like, here's why they waste. They should they should have put it in order: red, white, and blue. That's their that's the only (laughs) mess up right there. (laughs) They have it red, blue, and white. They red, blue, and silver, whatever. Yeah, one job. Of how they how they read their their letters, it's, it's it's backwards. But yeah, it's just like why? What? I mean, let me go back to this. Like why? Why go through all of the cool and crazy stuff just to say, hey, we got you a red PlayStation uh, Five, which I think they already have a red one before. Yeah, they already have all the stuff. They just boosted numbers. Um, I think the yeah. silver controller is new. I think the controller is like metallic looking. Possibly, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just boosting numbers. Yeah. It's not for us. It's not for it's us. It's really not. It's really not. And right. that's fine. So yeah, some people so that's that. collect every controller that comes out, and this is for them, and that's cool. More power to them. <clears throat> I also hate them. I don't hate them. I love you guys. You guys are cool. Just <clears throat> watch our content and like our like our stuff. He continue existing. Anyways, um, <clears throat> the next thing we we're talking about is Nintendo Direct, which. Happened the same day, which is a weird thing of a PlayStation Nintendo thing happening on the same day. The Japanese are um, against Americans. <laughs> so, okay, we will talk about uh, Mario and Mario versus Donkey Kong. 
So this was, um, so there's some backstory behind this one because mm-hmm. a lot of people was speculating that the next, the September um, Nintendo Direct, we're wow. going to get some kind of Donkey Kong news, maybe like a Donkey Kong 64 remake or something. One of the like the more popular Donkey Kongs can get a remake or something. Okay. Instead, we get the Mario vs. Donkey Kong. And some people were upset by this. Some people were like, oh, this is cool. Um, from what I saw, there was more people being upset about this than not being upset about it. But it's like, I never played Mario vs. Donkey Kong. I think this actually looks interesting. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the whole like one screen puzzle uh, format. I think it's, you know, obviously it's it's appealing for kids. And guess what? We have kids. So, yeah, this might be a thing that I might get and, and show London and see if she's interested. I wonder how long this was in development as well as I wonder how long the movie was in development because they had a little Mario versus Donkey Kong match in the movie. I'm guessing this is to China capitalize on something like that. Maybe that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. There could be a connection with that in this. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So yeah, this this looks interesting. Um, next up, we have Princess Peach Showtime. I think this for me, this was my um, uh, game of the direct. <clears throat> I think this looks really really cool. I had my expectations low in terms of what this was going to be because you know Nintendo when they bring out new games, oftentimes it can be a hit or miss. I think yeah. from what I saw, this looks like a hit to me. I I really like. <clears throat> I really like all the cool like outfits and stuff she has and like she can become a fighter, like a martial artist, a detective, all these crazy things. Pretty cool. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh it looked interesting, but I don't know if I would buy that. Yeah. But I think that's gonna be the case for a lot of people. Like well, I don't want to play as Princess Peach. Like if she was maybe like a playable character in a Mario main game. Yeah. I think that's just the case for a lot of people where they're like, mm. yeah, but we'll see how well it reviews and how well it sells when it comes out. Yeah, um, I, I think March. I, I think that review is going to be really important for this game because I think I think the last game that Nintendo made that was a peach game like it was pretty looked down on because a peach it was, game. Yeah, it was like it was basically based off of her emotion. So when she cried, she got a power when she like was happy. What? She got a power when she what? was mad. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Oh, Super Princess Peach 05. Oh, <laughs> she did have games before. Didn't I know that? It wasn't well looked upon. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, we just saw Sword Fighter Peach. Looks pretty cool. So, I think this is cool. Um, next game. Sean, WarioWare, move it. I love the WarioWare games. I did not get the last one that was on a. Louis. You. 3DS. I don't remember the last one just because I was just like, eh, that's not a real WarioWare game, but um, mm. I've been playing these since like the, I want to say Game Boy Advance days. And really? um, Yeah. And I don't know, they're pretty interesting, the little mini games that they have. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've never played a WarioWare. Actually, no, I've played a demo to one of the WarioWare games. I thought, oh, this is interesting, but it's this is a bunch not of different for everybody. Games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to be like for me, I'd have to be in the mood for it to really enjoy it. But like at the time I was like, oh, what is this thing? So But yeah, it it 
looks very, very much so like a WarioWare game. So, mm. more power. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about it yet because I mean, of yeah. course, it's not out yet. But um, yeah. it's more well, of a, uh, to say about this game though. What is that? What is that? Trombone Champ. <laughs> Man, Trombone Champ is gonna be amazing. I thought it was the dumbest shit ever when they <laughs> first like brought it up on, it on screen. The box. <laughs> and then they showed the multiplayer and my head just lit up with the possibilities of a party game. This mm-hmm. is this game is yeah. gonna be amazing. Apparently it's not a brand new game. Um it has I ain't gonna say rave reviews, but um it's getting pretty good reviews. Uh this yeah. came out last year on the PC. You know what? Actually, no, it has a 10 out of 10 on Steam, and 96% of people like this game. So I was gonna say because when it first released, a lot of people were talking about it. I just I forgot about it because I didn't hear about it. But um, yeah. Let me see what this Metacritic is looking like. Um, generally favorable, eighty-two. I mean, it's based yeah. on only but a handful of reviews, but yeah. I don't see any of them negative. So and as you see, it, it was out the day of the direct. So if yeah. you have not played this game, you can play it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't um, think it'll be fun as a single player game. You need people to play with. Play this with and yeah. play with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then there is one more game which I thought looked really cool, but I know I'm not going to play it because. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's an RPG. And, you know, I've already talked about my things with RPG. And now that I play Baldur's Gate 3, um, it is. What is this called? Unicorn Overlord. So this mm-hmm. is a. I think this is. Vanillaware. This is definitely Vanillaware. Atlas. Vanillaware. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Produced by Atlas. Um, so yeah, like the art style is like absolutely beautiful. I think yeah. this. That's one thing that I really, really love about the like when you, when you zoom into the actual fight, like all the characters are very well like drawn Detailed. and animated. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's just it looks really, really cool. Looks really pretty. Um. So yeah, it's like that is just. That is crazy. I you kind of you kind of lose the whole like background and foreground to all the like everything just looking so great, but yeah, still great to look at either way. So yeah, that is our highlights from the Nintendo Direct and the PlayStation Showcase. Um, before we jump to the other stuff on our news game gaming news list, whatever. Uh, so how would you rate the PlayStation Showcase? Oh, Jesus, the PlayStation State of Play and the Nintendo Direct out of ten. I feel like they were both mid. I'm gonna say a seven. Um, yeah, that's what I meant too. There are no. I mean, I don't think Sony's gonna introduce any huge games this late in the, you know, Spider Man is a month away, so they're not gonna show anything to take away uh Spider Man's Thunder, and that's fine. Um yeah. we knew Final Fantasy was coming out. Uh I mean I I can't yeah. say I was disappointed, but there was nothing that made me go, you know, goddamn. And not that we need that necessarily. All of these are fire. Tales of Arise DLC for people. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Helldivers 2 getting a sequel. Uh, you know, Helldivers getting a sequel. Cool. Avatar. Ugh. <laughs> it's be a rough. game. <laughs> yeah. 
Honkai yeah. Star Rail. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Gotcha game. Yeah. Turn based. Yeah. You know, whatever. A lot of people um, enjoy that game. Yeah, I, mean, I played it. It was okay. Um, it was mid. Same thing with Nintendo. Um, before me and you got on, I went through my past purchases for uh, Nintendo. The last thing I bought was Bayonetta 3 back in December 2022. Um, yep. Before that, I think it was the last Paper Mario in like 2020. I haven't really touched my Switch. To, um, I don't know. Yep. Which I is mean, funny because there's nothing major on the Switch that I want to play right now, but yeah. if a Switch Here's 2 a came out, I'd definitely buy it. Yeah. Oh, Here's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at this and I think like <clears throat> these are presentations from companies who one, are secure, and two, yeah. are confident in what they have in the future. Because on the PlayStation side, you have us, you have them showing us games that yeah we already know about. They told us like this this is what to expect from this showcase, and like yeah. they followed very true to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't say there was anything new going to be announced. So yeah, I mean, exactly. But like they stay true to that, and because they did that, it was like yeah, okay, well this is this is fine. It's not bad. It's good. So it's they didn't seven. get our hopes up. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like I look at the direct and Nintendo direct, and I think like they you know showed us a game. They showed us a lot of games. And the thing that I notice is that all the games are between now and the end of March. Yeah. And that's the fiscal year. That's, I guess, the 2023 fiscal year, 24. I, I don't remember how that exactly, exactly works. But I think that is an indication that something is going to happen in the April, like, May area that is going to basically be a, a trigger indicator for what's going to be for the rest of the year. And yeah. I think, I think that is where we're going to get the switch to like announcement direct or whatever. They, I mean, it's possible that they might do some kind of announcement and then actually show it or actually talk about it more during like summer game. Fest. Yeah. Okay. Nintendo's fiscal year runs from April to March. So bada bing, bada mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. So I, I definitely looked at those dates and I was like, oh, this is really interesting that they're all lining up on like the same like couple of months. So I definitely think we're going to see Switch 2 for sure, probably April or May. I don't have any sources. My source is myself. Um, so yeah. I, I see I them so. announcing it February is to get a spike right before their fiscal year ends. Well, the... the well, if, if that even works though. that way, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, because like I, I think they hold off until they get all their games out. Because if you, if, if Nintendo says, "Hey, we're doing Switch 2, no one's gonna buy Switch because like, oh well, why would I buy Switch now? I'll just wait for the Switch Two, probably this year if they're gonna. A lot of people it. were still buying, you know, PlayStation Fours even after they announced PS Five and Xbox. Well, that's because they couldn't. <laughs> that's because they couldn't get a PS Five. <laughs> Because no one could get a PS5 because damn hacker. I, I would say the same thing for Nintendo, but I mean, nobody was buying the Wii U, so I mean, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then even right now, I think in terms of the Switch hardware, it's been on a decline after Tears of the Kingdom because it really hasn't been any big games to like push people to buy. I mean, it might, it might get a boost from Mario Wonder that's coming next, next month. month. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's that. We'll see what happens in the future. You know, the only person that knows is 
because of my source. Mm. Anyways, uh, before we jump into the rest of the news for this podcast, please, as I said earlier, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. That way you can see all of the content that we have for you, the listener, the subscriber, the friend. Thank you. All right. Now let's jump into number three. Xbox Series S and X UK sales jumped 76% on Starfield's launch. This comes from GameIndustry.biz. Do I actually have this up? I don't think I have this up. I apologize, everybody. This comes by way of uh, Christopher Dring. 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 Nailed it. So um, basically, as the. as the title suggests, uh, the the seventy six percent jump is from Starfield launch, and because of the new uh, one terabyte Series S model. So that's good. I mean, there's not really much to say about this other than I think this is exactly what Phil Spencer wants mm-hmm. in terms of the the not give and take, but like the actual play of okay we have a big launch we have a big game we you know put this game on game pass but before it actually launched on game pass we also have like an early access uh thing and that like you know people who are excited for this game will buy into that knowing that you know there's been i don't like that 76 percent number just because that gives us nothing we don't have oh, any in terms hard of numbers. what, yeah, the, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if of they, course, they're going to be cagey on the actual numbers. If they were selling a hundred a week, seventy six percent means now they're selling a hundred and seventy six a week. Ver- inversely, uh, if they were selling a hundred thousand, you know, now they're selling a hundred and seventy. I just right, don't like right. the way they're uh, reporting. Just give us the hard numbers. Quit being scared. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? The hard numbers because they give us the hard numbers and be like, oh well. That's lower than this PlayStation number. They're like, well, yeah, but like we're not looking at it like that. And they're like, well, we're like, we don't care. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> so all right, it's lower than seven. That's like, all right, all right. Like, let me give you an example. Like Xbox Series, you know, X and S sales jumped seventy six percent. It looks way better than you know, PlayStation Five numbers have increased by ten percent since mm-hmm. last week. If you're selling. Mm-hmm. A million PlayStation fives each fucking week. Like I just hate the way the numbers, yep. the, the percentages yep. can be misleading. But whatever. Yeah, best marketing. Unfortunately, that's how that works. That's that's why they do it the way they do it. So why? we don't really know exactly what's happening behind the scenes. But yeah, um, you know, overall this is good for Xbox. So you know, go there. Yeah. Uh, well. After that, the rest of this news is very, very terrible and very <sighs> unfortunate. Number four, uh, Immortals of Avium 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 Studio faces massive layoffs. This comes from Polygon um, by way of Nicole Carpenter. So, yeah, um, basically, this game did not do good. They lost nearly half of their staff, which is around 40 people. Um, Before this layoff, there was about 80 to 100 people there. So essentially this kills Mm. the studio like Mm. uh, they might be able to do some support work but overall like this is kind of it for the studio and 
just I, I'm I'm chuckling because it says uh one former worker told Polygon that the poor sales were cited for the layoffs, which were necessary to keep the studio running. Y'all knew this wasn't gonna be hot fire. See, that's that's where I'm just like if if you were to tell me, if you were to be like, hey, look, out of the the last like 15 games that released that were like quote unquote triple A, which game do you think is not gonna do well? I would have pointed at Morals of Avian. Like easy. Like when when I first saw the trailer, I was like, this does not look good. I think the only person I was excited for was Avery. Or not even excited, thought it was interesting was Avery. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if you if you're putting out a a new IP and yeah. say like we're just a, a a test group and one out of the five of us is like, oh, that looks interesting. Like that's not good. <laughs> At least have three of the three of the five be like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. I'm, I'm sure try. they were excited about the work that they were doing. Everybody's proud of their baby. And I don't know. Yeah. They just said like they, they got mixed reviews because they rehashed triple A tropes. So I mean like it sounds like they just made a a call of duty with magic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the I I look at that game and I look at it in in the way of to me it feels like the things that they focused on was getting the uh is it Rosario Dar Rosario Dar Dar Dawson Dawson yeah. I think it was her and the the main character guy it to me it feels like oh maybe they just put their budget in the visuals and the um, yeah because apparently uh they had intense technical requirements less than nine percent of pcs may have qualified to run the game that's insane that's there's cool. a lot of pcs out there that's insane <laughs> like, that's mm. so ridiculous but yeah like it just it seems like they knew the right they should have known the writing on the wall with this uh-huh. game and like it if it if they had focus test this game mm-hmm. and internally the game was scoring eights 8.5 or whatever and they're like oh this is going to be good they need to fire their focus testing group because they lied to you because i wonder who this game was for i don't know because you're not (laughs) you're not stealing people any you know you're not stealing anybody away from um call of duty battlefield yeah even x defiant was supposed to be the next call of duty killer that didn't do well and you got the next Call of Duty coming out in what two, three months? Like, yeah. who and was then, this for? At the same time, like it's unfortunate where this was put because this was put um, around Baldur's Gate three launching, and it's mm-hmm. like Baldur's Gate three sucked the oxygen out of every other game around it to the point where like people are, are talking about it being game of the year. So it's just like part of it is like, dang, is this just an unfortunate thing because? Baldur's Gate 3 kind of came out of nowhere. It's just, yeah. it, it sucks. But like, at the same time, even with Baldur's Gate 3 being a, as big as it is, if this game was good, people would still play it or still like stumble yeah. on it because people would be streaming it, people would be talking about it, but no one was talking about it or streaming it because the game just was a boring, generic magic FPS. And it's just like, all right, well, that's what's going to happen. Like, I, I I think I think at the end of the day, this is because this is part of uh, EA Originals. So Wild Hearts was another game that was an EA original thing, and that did a lot better than this, obviously. But um, you know, it's one of those things where I hope 
EA looks at this and doesn't think, okay, we need to figure out, we need to figure out how to make EA originals work better. And they need to look at this and be like, okay, what was wrong with this game? And like, just focus on figuring out what to do for the next EA originals. So it doesn't end up like immortal. Oh, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, it, it, you know, it, it sucks for all the developers who put their time and effort in this game and it ended up this way. So, number five and kind of the, the last uh, story for the day. Uh, Unity shuts down two offices citing. Oh, okay. So, this is sort of a combination of Unity just making bad. real bad, real bad choices for consumers, but Real great choices for their businesses, but not really because no one's following through with it. <laughs> so essentially what happened is that Unity made a statement saying that, oh, if you don't know, Unity is one of the popular video game engines that a lot of developers use to create video games. Surprise. Uh, you might see Unity pop up on games like Genshin Impact, which makes billions of dollars. Mm. Surprise. Uh, Unity looked at that and be like, we're not getting any of that money. So let's change that. So what Unity decided to do is that they are putting a, I believe it's a 20 cents fee on any game that is installed onto a console, computer, or whatever. System, whatever. Just install. System, yes, yeah. So anytime the game is installed, they get 20 cents of that. So you might think, oh, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like a problem. The issue is that installation is separate from the purchase of the game. So, for example, if you install the game, uninstall the game, and then reinstall the game, you pay forty cents. Or, uh, or the apparently they have they have clarified that that that's not going to be the case. Granted, yes, technology is fallible; it may break and. People get erroneously charged. Yes, yeah. So they, they came back because there also was going to have that same fee for demos as well. So they they che- they they tweaked their um their their structure, their their, their trans transaction fees for this whole like new system. Anyways, no one was happy about this. The developers were just like, This is insane that we're gonna have to be paying all this extra money to you for people installing the game when when a person buys our game, they only buy it one time. So it obviously doesn't make sense. And yeah, it doesn't make sense. So essentially, a lot of people, a lot of developers started sort of rioting against the Unity in terms of we're not going to do this to the point where uh, this comes from The Verge. Developers fight back against Unity's new pricing model by way of Ash Parish. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and just read from the article. The game developers affected by Unity's new pricing model are striking back. A collective of developers across 19 companies, mostly based in Europe and mostly developing mobile games, has put out an open letter urging Unity to reverse course on its recently announced price model change. The letter contains some of the same sentiment expressed by other developers this week with one big twist. As a course of immediate action, our collective game development companies is forcing to turn off all iron source and Unity ad monetization across our projects until these changes are reconsidered, the letter reads. 
Essentially, these companies, which represent thousands of games with billions of downloads, have blocked Unity from making any more money in their games. Some of the companies represented in the letter includes Voodoo.io, Azure Games, and Say, Say Games, with each claiming over 100 games. So that is basically the opposite of what Unity wanted. So it's one of those things where we don't know. Mm. I would imagine Unity is going to have to walk back on this to the point where it's just like, well, okay. They've already walked back on their statements once. They can't. And this this is where my AKA came from. You know, we're altering the deal. Pray we don't alter it any further. So this is direct directly like an about face antithesis is that the word i don't know whatever back in 2015 because i had to look this up because of course people are bringing this back up the ceo john this looks like rishi cello um back in 2015 this is when they uh announced that they're gonna have a personal version of the unity development tools for free for like you know indie developers people just looking to mess around with the game you know mess around with the uh development tools they said if you're a seven filler Seven figure developer, you can afford the $75 a month for access to their tools. Um, this was in it. This is all verbatim an interview he had with uh, gamesindustry.biz. But if you're not, if you're just getting started out or you choose, you know, for artistic reasons to give your games away for free, or if you're a hobbyist screwing around or a student, this is free. You get the full power of Unity 5 for free. There's no royalties, no fucking around. It's simple. That's really what we're announcing. That is verbatim from the CEO back then. So for them to turn around and do this is wild. Yikes. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, yeah, you just you just can't you can't trust CEOs. <laughs> like because the moment they're like losing money, then they're gonna be like, oh no, we're gonna change everything. Like we don't care what we said in the past. Like we need to make the money now. And it's just like this. This right. almost sounds like a Bobby Kotick because apparently he, uh, 2019, he assaulted. You know, Ugh. I'm gonna say sensually because you know maybe whatever. Sensually assaulted yeah. his VP and then retaliatory fired her when she issued issues, uh, raised issues with HR. So, uh, oh my god, it sounds like Feels a lot great. of CEOs are just kind of especially shitty. don't yeah don't give this don't 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 just. Just, yeah, everybody move away from Unity and jump on. Learn Unreal. Like, I mean, that's not to say Unreal is without their issues as well. Of but. course, of course. But at least right now, right, right now, Unreal's not doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't especially don't give this man any more money. Like, no. You, um, and then apparently, water. the upper management has been dumping shares of Unity over the past year. No one has acquired any new shares over the past twelve months. They've just been slowly offloading their stuff. Oh, so they're trying to get rid of Unity from mm. the inside. Uh, we All right, well, what they're doing exactly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, we're recording this on Sunday. Hopefully tomorrow they're like, hey, guys, we we removed that. Yeah, uh, that 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 idiot guy. Uh, so we got yeah. the uh, CEO and we're all good now. We're not doing any of the stuff that he said. So nah, it'll blow guys. over. Yeah. All right, so uh, before we end this, we are going to jump into what we have been playing. Uh, Sean, do you have anything you want to you talk about? Uh, nah, I'm just slowly sliding through uh, Final Fantasy 16 and Apex. Ain't nothing I, how you new like on the Final Horizon. Fantasy 16? 
Man. I think I said this last time. Boy, they just know how to treat those branded. Oh, dear. Um, They really make you feel like you need your walk-in papers. You know, people literally (laughs) be asking you, like, where's your owner? Where's your master in this game? It's it's just crazy that uh, Square was like, ah, we're going for a period accurate timepiece. There are no black folks in you know, medieval times like this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, nah, they included them. Like I said, they included them. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I have been, you know, I've been talking all through this podcast about Fuller State 3. Uh, beyond that, guys, I played one of the games that we didn't talk about on the Nintendo Direct, uh, F-Zero 99. Uh, it is essentially a Battle Royale game in the world of F-Zero, where you just you race, and if you bump into a person, you lose some of your power meter. You can use that same power meter to boost. Uh, you can actually regain that power meter from grabbing little gold um, balls that pop out of other people who are uh, sliding into each other. So if you play smart, you can actually like keep that boost at a relatively like good place to, to win. The game is fun. The game is fun. Um, I played pretty much the tutorial and then I played one match. So I played probably about yeah, yeah. 15, 30, 15 minutes of this game. Um, I had a good time, but it is one of those things where you can just pick up and pick, put down and it's, you don't really feel any other way about it. I don't think for me anyways, it didn't. I had a good time, but it wasn't like, oh, I got to come back to this game. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's free to play too, as long as you have Nintendo online. So thanks, Sean. <laughs> uh, the other game I played, Baldur's Gate Three. Man, let me tell you something. Up until this point, I was like, yo, I don't see how Breath uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't see how Tears of the Kingdom is going to be beat by any other game in terms of games of the year. Yeah. And then I played Baldur's Gate Three, and like the first hour of this game, I'm just like. Oh, okay. I see. I see why people are calling this game of the year. <clears throat> Baldur's Gate Three is the yeah. You know, I've gone on record to say like I'm not that big of an RPG person because I don't like to yeah. see get hit in my face, right? Wow. <clears throat> I mean, you know, no one does. No one does. But I, I think um, what I discovered is that I don't like JRPGs, and that I. Playing Baldur's Gate 3, they give you so many different options in terms of how you do combat, how you can avoid combat, like how you can essentially prepare before combat. And it's just like, it allows you to use your imagination in a literal way in the game to like essentially accomplish goals. One of the things that happened to me while playing this game is I was in a fight, I had used all of my magic and I wasn't in range to do a melee attack. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to figure out how to kill this person because the person had like maybe like two health points left or something like that. They were really low. And I was just like, is it turn based? It's turn based. Yeah. Okay. But it's not turn based in that all of your people go, all of the enemy people go like every, every person has an initiative. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think it's like one out of 20. So it's possible that you can have like two of your people go and then one of the enemy people go and another person, your person go, another person on your team go. 
No, I get it. It's kind of like a Final Fantasy active time battle almost. Okay. I I, kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I basically was like, all right, well, I got to figure out how to hit this person. So I was looking through all the little things you can do. I was like, oh, I can throw stuff. So I grabbed a a mug out of my inventory and I just lobbed it at the person, killed them. I was like, oh, bet. Let's go. (laughs) And so now that you have killed that person, you no longer have a mug to drink out of. Did you die of thirst? No, I didn't die because it was it was like a little tea mug. So it wasn't like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's not a survival game. So you don't have to worry about stuff like drinking water. But I did have to heal my people. So that was that was a little rough. I. I like. I, I, I say I like all the time. There's things about this game that I find. Oh, you want to say that? I was going to say, how much of this is animated? Like, did you actually throw the mug or did it just. A message pop yeah. on screen. No, no, it's all animated. So, like, if your character is doing an attack, that's animated. If your character is throwing something, that's animated. Characters walking around, that's animated. Like, everything is animated. And I think to them, like, because, like, one of the stories that we talked about a while ago was like, oh, there's like 156 hours of uh, cutscenes mm. in this game. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense because, like, everything you do in terms of your interactions with characters, like it's, there's a cutscene or something that's like showing it. Yeah. Or like an in-game cutscene. Like the only thing is that you're, the main character doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's they fair. will emote. Yeah. So they'll emote, they'll do like do stuff or whatever, but they're not going to Game would never came out. <laughs> exactly. But like, there is a narrator that's like narrating stuff. And like, I think whoever that narrator is, like they should definitely be put in like the voice category for game of the year because they do a fantastic job with this game. Took them six years um, to make. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm not really going to talk too much about story stuff because a lot of the stuff that happens is, you know, it can be based off of whether or not you find stuff during the game. Like at the, at the very, very start of the game, in the first uh, area of the game, like the first room of the game, I was talking to Marcus like, oh, did you find the the guy with the half open skull? And Marcus like, what are you talking about? I was like, there was a guy. I, I had a whole conversation with this man and I could decide to like pull the brain out of the head. And he was like, what are you talking about? And it's just like he just didn't see this part of the stage that I, I just kind of stumbled upon. And it's just like, was this was this just an option that popped up, like pull brain out of head or what? Like was, what? I had a whole conversation with this brain. And it was just like, because I was a warlock. Oh, so my character is a half-elf warlock. It's not going to mean much to anybody. I just have abilities to do magic. And I'm sort of like, my, my, it's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So yeah, I basically had a conversation with this, with this brain. And because I was a warlock, I was able to perceive things like realizing that um, I could help this brain. But when I pulled the brain out, I had the option to essentially make it subservient to me mm-hmm. so it wouldn't attack me. So I basically made like a brain pet. But I only I only had that option because I was a warlock and I didn't even know that was going to be a thing. I just because so, of my class. So you didn't make it a pet that. or what did you do with it? Oh, no, I did. So, so I made it a pet. Float around following you or something? Like, so, yeah. So walk? throughout the. Yeah, it, it it sprouted legs out of the brain. No, I mean I'm. I don't. Yeah, know. no, no, no. I yeah, I get you. I get you. <clears throat> Sorry, but yeah, like it sprouted wing. It sprouted legs 
out of the brain. I was like, oh, so that's how you're going to move. Okay, cool. But like, I guess the added benefit to that was that because it looked at me and determined me as a friend, all the other brain walking things that was like in <laughs> the area, they also looked at me and they were like one of us or something. So like, I didn't have to fight them. So it made the that tutorial area, I guess, a little easier for me because I didn't have as many like enemy encounters. So it's like I just happened to walk around and I like saw it. And I think it's it's stuff like that that does the 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 Elden Ring thing where it's just like, oh my God, like I just have all these like water cooler moments where I can just talk to somebody like, oh, this happened to me, this happened to you. I'm like, no, I did this thing. It's just like, what? And then you go back and you you try to find it and it's either there or it's not there. And I think like I think ultimately like if nobody's playthrough is gonna be the same. Right. Exactly, exactly. Like I would I would love to see Square Enix look at Boulder Gate Three and be like, "Dang, we need to try and do something like this." Nah, they they they're just gonna stay in their lane. They they want they are, but I think like the Japanese perspective of this would be so fascinating because it's like, because like just look like look at like Yakuza and how Mm. like their perspective of like, I I, because like you know I look at Yakuza like a GTA, but it's like Japanese. It's just like. Their stuff is so different, so creative. It's like I would love to see that version of like a Baldur's Gate and see like what that would like amount to. But yeah, like this game, like if if you are interested in this at all, I'd say definitely try it. Don't be afraid of the the whole D and D of it. Like it's it's not it's not that crazy. You just have to read. If you just read the stuff, there's a bunch of like tool tips to show you like what this means, what this does, and you'll be fine. Like I, I didn't, I never felt like, Oh crap. Like, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. It's just like, you kind of see, and like you can auto save a bunch. So be fine. definitely try it out. The game's great. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That is, that is it. My mouth is tired, man. We didn't even say pause. We just paused. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that has been it for the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting services. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave. No, hit the notification bell. I don't want to say leave. Or... No, leave a comment. Like, subscribe, leave a comment below down there. Because we greatly appreciate that. And we like to see those things as well. Um, yeah, you know, join the Discord if you want to join our conversations. It's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, like the Discord. Jump on the Discord. It's all great. Do it, okay? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, take care. You be safe. You play games and enjoy the rest of your wonderful evening. Bye. Yeah.